0: Thank you for joining us at the First Baptist Church of Coleraine, Massachusetts, as Pastor Jim Rennie continues to faithfully challenge and encourage us in the Word. And it is our prayer that this message will encourage the believer and bring the unbeliever closer to a saving knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, good morning. Welcome to the First Baptist Church. So glad you could be here. Let me be the last to wish you happy new year. And uh, we're going to be thinking about that in today's message, and uh, today's message is called Be Prepared, and uh, coincidentally that is the Scouts' motto. Did you know that? Some of you did. The Scouts' motto. And uh, it was also John the Baptist's motto as well, to be prepared.
1: They're Luke 3, 1 through 7 on page 1593 in the Bible in your pew. In the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, when Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea, Harold Tetrarch of Galilee, his brother Philip Tetrarch of Luther, and Tetraconus and Lacinius, Tetrarch of Abilene, during the high priesthood of Anas and Chapai, <laughs> the word of God came to John of Zechariah in the desert. He went into all of the country around Jordan, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. As is written in the book of the word of Isaiah the prophet, a voice of one calling in the desert Prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight paths for him. Every valley shall be filled and every mountain and hill made low. The crooked roads shall become straight and the rough ways smooth and all of mankind will see God's salvation. John said to the crowds coming out to be baptized by him, You brood of vipers, Who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Produce fruit in keeping with repentance, and do not begin to say, save yourselves, we have Abraham as our father. For I tell you that out of these stones, God can raise up the children of Abraham. Praise God for his word. Thank you.
0: All right, let's start with a word of prayer. Rather again, we're so thankful for looking forward to this coming new year and help us to be tuned into this message and help us to be prepared. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Well, you know, uh, the, we're still in December, the last day of December, 2023. And for the last month, we've been learning the meaning of Advent. And we all know by now what it means. It means coming or arrival. We look back at Jesus' first advent when he was born as a baby in Bethlehem and we look forward and we should look ahead and be prepared for his second advent, his second coming as well. Just learned about uh, John the Baptist who most of you already know was Jesus' cousin and uh, his message was to make the path straight for the coming Messiah. John must have known from an early age that the greatest event in world history was about to happen. That the chosen one, the Messiah, that he was to announce would come and he would die in order to save his people from their sins. And one day he shall return at his second coming, eventually, and rule the nations, set up his millennial kingdom on earth. John and the people of Israel uh, still believe, which is correct, that the Messiah would one day come and set up his kingdom, which he will. Hasn't done that yet. And just like us, they read the Old Testament scrolls knew not only about the history of Israel, but also what the prophets foretold about a coming king, the chosen one of Israel, the Messiah. John had been waiting all his life to make the announcement that the king had come. He knew during his lifetime that the Messiah would appear in his midst, and he was faithful to prepare the people for that event. The people of Israel had suffered so long under the Roman dictatorship, but they were encouraged by the voice of this strange, rugged, fearless hermit of the desert. He lived on a vegetarian diet of locusts and wild honey. He would preach about the deliverer the, who was coming soon. Did you know that Jesus is coming soon? Are you ready? Are you prepared for his return? The preaching of John the Baptist was to for the people of Israel to repent, repent, prepare them to be sorrowful over their sins and turn from those sins and wait for the coming Messiah in order to have their sins forgiven. Now, while John's preaching was appreciated by the majority, and is very popular, vast crowds came to him to be baptised in the desert. There were some still unwilling to believe his report. There always is, sadly. There always is. However, we still need to tell them, amen? And it's their choice whether to believe it or not believe it. However, the whole land, nation of Israel, stirred up great multitudes of people came to be baptized by John in the Jordan River, including Jesus, his cousin. Being baptized by John in the water demonstrated a recognition of one's sins, and a desire for spiritual cleansing and a commitment to follow god's law in anticipation of the coming messiah besides baptism it doesn't uh, doesn't save anyone any more than anyone taking a shower (laughs) it doesn't save you it's just a recognition that you believe what jesus has done jesus said that John the Baptist was the greatest prophet of all. And there was a lot of them, but John was the greatest of them all. Most of those uh, religious leaders, although ready to listen to John, still did not receive the call to repent and prepare. This is the key word today in this message, prepare. They weren't prepared, they didn't prepare themselves For the coming Christ to save them from their sins to be forgiven why because they didn't believe they were sinners amen and they tried desperately unfortunately in their own strength and religious practices to follow the Old Testament law but it has to be heart surgery not an outward expression of religiosity I'm glad I got that out. I've still got them so far. John was at the height of his popularity when Jesus did come to be baptised by him in the Jordan. When John saw Jesus, and you know as well as I do, what did he proclaim? The Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Jesus is the Lamb of God. He's the only one that can wash our sins away. Nobody else can do it. Amen? Amen. Only Jesus. It was John the prophet, Malachi wrote about, and this is what Malachi said, chapter 3, verse 1, I will send my messenger who will prepare, there's that word again, prepare the way before me then suddenly the Lord you are seeking will come in his temple the messenger of the covenant we're talking about the new covenant not the old covenant law whom you desire Israel still waiting for him will come says the Lord so he's been and gone but he's coming again he's coming again And like true gospel preaching, Bible-believing servants in any generation, John the Baptist was a signpost to point people to the Lamb of God, amen? So they can be saved from their sins, saved from sin, saved from spiritual death, and saved from the lake of fire for all eternity. And his mission was accomplished. He did what God told him to do, to prepare a way for the Messiah. And his job was done shortly after baptizing Jesus. His mission was accomplished. And then he was incarcerated and later beheaded on the orders of wicked King Herod simply for telling the truth. But it was his time. Only God knows when our time will be. Maybe it's this coming new year. We don't know, do we? We don't know one day from the next what's going to happen. But God does. Amen? Are we prepared to meet God? Are you prepared? You need to be, because it's going to happen. Now, during John's brief life on earth, he stirred up the whole nation of Israel and did his job. He prepared them for the coming Messiah and introduced them to the Christ. Now, his time on earth was up. His work on earth was done. John was faithful to do what God had called him to do. And God expects us to be faithful to fulfil our calling until he takes us home to be with him. And, uh, you know, the good works have already been prepared for us to do and all we have to do is do them. Ephesians. Let's have a look. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. For we are God's workmanship or handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works. Good works do not save us, but once we're saved, we're expected to do good works in the name of the Lord, which God prepared. There's that word again prepared in advance for us to do so the works are waiting for us and there's plenty of work around here to do <laughs> more than enough right more than enough so let's do it let's fulfill our calling like John the Baptist fulfilled his calling so begin this start of this new year 2024 you know we can look back I'm sure you probably have I like to look at uh, the previous year's calendar and go through each month and remember what we did and where we went most of them are doctor's appointments. <laughs> when you get older you know you get more of those than ever before you get so many pills you rattle every time you walk right yeah, yeah we look back You know what we should do? We look back, do some soul searching. Reflect on our lives and put anything right that may hinder our relationship with God or with others. It's a good time, beginning of the new year. I know a lot of people make New Year's resolutions and I wish I could keep them. One of them is to lose weight, lose some weight that five pounds that I put on over Christmas break. But we can make resolutions. Oftentimes we can't keep them. But it's a good, you know, consider our daily walk with the Lord and um, put things in perspective and focus on what's really important in life, regardless of what's happening in this world around us, because things are changing so fast. Things are changing so rapidly. We can hardly keep up with the changes that are going on in this world. And according to scripture, it's not going to get any better. So cheer up. (laughs) God is still seeking people who are yet to believe in his son. He's delaying his coming because he's not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. He wants to take up residence in their hearts like he's taking up residence in our hearts so they can become, like us, the temple of the Holy Spirit, having been born again. God is everywhere, right? But wherever believers are, that's where God is also. Christ in us, the hope of glory. It's God's gift having received his son as our saviour. And we've been given the power not only to be saved from our sins, but also to be able to do God's will in our life until he returns or till our time on earth is done. Just like John's, he did his job and it was time for him to go. God has promised The Bible's full of God's promises. This is why we should read it, so we should be encouraged regardless of the circumstances and the problems that we go through. He's promised to never leave us. People will leave us. People will forsake us, but he will never do that. In this world of trouble and strife, we need to take time to be still and to pray and re-examine our relationship with God and where we fit in to his plan for our life. He's got a plan for each one of our lives and we need to be in tune with what that is. So God wants us to exercise our spiritual gifts. We've all been given spiritual gifts when we get saved. We've all got natural talents and abilities, so we can serve God and we can serve others as well. We need to do that. And Jesus was our perfect role model, always led by example, a true servant. This is what he said in Matthew 20, 28. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. A true role model, the son of God. Now, if God can be a servant, surely we can follow his example. We're not on this planet for very long. The average person today lives between 70 and 80. Some people die a lot sooner, some few go a little bit longer But we're not on this planet for very long we're short-term tenants we're not permanent residents thank god john the baptist knew that firsthand he died fairly young in his 30s and like jesus he paid the ultimate sacrifice in his service for the king And it was all worthwhile in the end. A life that he lived was well spent. I hope we can look back on our life and say, our life was well spent because we did it in the service of Jesus, amen? We don't want to have any regrets, do we? We have enough regrets, we don't want any more. When we get older, like Van says, "Regrets, I've had a few, but then again, too few to mention." We've all got regrets, right? I did it my way. Yeah, look where I got him. Yeah. You know, Jesus paid the ultimate sacrifice, laid down his life, so we could be forgiven. He showed us the way and what it means to be a true, obedient servant. And now we, his disciples, his followers, we are able to follow his example because we have the power, God the Holy Spirit, who lives in us. Like I said, we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. It's hard to believe, but it's true. And we need to be prepared to meet God. Are we? Are you? Are you prepared to meet Jesus at his second coming? In Matthew 24, there's a lot of prophecies in there, quoted by Jesus. It talks a lot about the end times. We're living in the end times since Jesus rose again, ascended into heaven. We've been living in the end times. Certain events must take place before he does return and it says there's going to be all kinds of different signs and there's more signs you can see and more evidence of his future coming like wars there's going to be more wars and rumors of wars there's going to be pestilences diseases and earthquakes and these are just the beginning of birth pangs in this 21st century alone, for 23 years alone, there's eight deadly wars and all wars are deadly. Eight wars going on in, the, in this century alone. Pestilences, diseases, there's at least five major diseases that kill millions of people, including AIDS, HIV, COVID, malaria. of them and also earthquakes there's an increase in earthquakes around this world in this 21st century the last 23 years there's 1,000 over 1,700 probably more now when I looked up these statistics over 1,700 recorded earthquakes in this century alone in the last 23 years In 2004, an ocean earthquake created a deadly tsunami. You know what that is? It just stirs up these waves and it comes ashore at tremendous speed. This one in 2004, called the sumatra Adadam earthquake, is estimated to have released energy equivalent to 3,000 Hiroshima-type atomic bombs. This happened 150 miles offshore, and it came ashore with waves that topped 100 feet. You know how many people were wiped out in that one tsunami in 2004? An estimated 230,000 people were swept into eternity because of that one earthquake. That's according to World Vision. That happened in the Indian Ocean. What about 9-11 when those terrorists flew their planes into the Twin Towers in New York? How many were killed? 3,000. This tsunami wiped out almost a quarter of a million people just like that. Were they prepared? No. Were they prepared in the North and South Tower? No, they weren't, but it happened. Are we prepared for this coming new year? In a world that constantly changes, what do we do? We need to focus on the one who never changes, Amen? He sees the beginning from the end and the end from the beginning. He's the one that holds our future. He has the future. With him, there's no surprises. God has made us a solemn promise to always be with us, even to the end of the age. That promise holds true wherever we are, no matter what. Whatever success we may enjoy, whatever failure we suffer, God has promised to always be there with us. Unfortunately, you know, life sometimes seems like a roller coaster, and I don't like them. I don't like roller coasters. I I get seasick or whatever they call it. Coaster sick. I've been on them, but I don't like them. And life can be like that at times, like a roller coaster ride with its ups and downs and its gut wrenching turns. But God never changes. He will always be there for us to steady us, to protect us, to guide us, to encourage us and take us by the hand into. This heavenly home where we belong. Like I say, that's our permanent residency up there in heaven. We're not permanent residents down here. So I'll close by repeating some timeless words from the book of Joshua, which is, of course it is. The Bible is as relevant today as it was first written by its prophets thousands of years ago. And this is what it says. Be strong. This is a word for us this morning, this coming new year, 2024. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid nor dismayed, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So that should be a comfort to us. Amen. Amen. Joshua 1.9. So let's have a little word of prayer and we'll finish. Father, we thank you again that uh, we're able to be here this morning. We thank you for those that may be listening, Christian Radio, those that are watching on YouTube or Facebook. We do appreciate that. You've spent the time to listen. And this message was uh, for each one of us in this coming new year to be prepared. And uh, we need to be prepared for your return and be prepared to face you, face our our demise, our final day on earth. Some people don't have a chance to contemplate that. I've got people in our congregation that are dying a slow death, but die they surely will. And others, we're just gonna be taken out without a word of warning like those people were in that tsunami in 2004. They wasn't expecting it, just going about their lives and then it happened and swept into eternity eternity in a second's notice. So help us to be ready to meet you. And uh, I just want to address those of you that are not Christians You need to be saved. You need to have your sins forgiven. And that was the whole purpose of Jesus' first coming, to be born and then to die, to take the punishment that you deserve because you're a sinner in order for you to have a home in heaven, to have your sins forgiven. But you must believe that he did that not just in your head, but also in your heart. Believe in your heart that Jesus died for you because he loves you. He died, he was buried, and yet he rose again from the dead. Forty days later, he ascended into heaven, and he is alive. And he's the only one that can save us from our sins and give us a home in heaven. And the promise is, if you call upon his name, his name means savior he will you just need to call upon jesus to save you from your sins and then live for him and tell people what he's done for you and share your faith and read the bible and grow in grace and in the knowledge of the lord and get into a church where they teach and preach the word of god so you can grow in your faith So, Lord, for the rest of us, we are so thankful. We should be thankful each and every day to give you the thanks and the praise for saving us. When we were lost sinners, you turned us into saints and gave us the faith to believe in what you did for us by sending your Son to die in our place, to do what we couldn't do for ourselves, to give us peace on earth, and a permanent residence in heaven. Amen? Amen. Well, God bless you all, and again, have the best new year of all. And if you like this message, give us a thumbs up and subscribe to the First Baptist Church, Rain. God bless you all. Amen. Thank you again for tuning in. You can find our podcasts on Apple Podcasts and anywhere else you find podcasts. We'd love for you to join us at the First Baptist Church in Coleraine for Sunday morning worship at 11 a.m. We are located at 81 Foundry Village Road, Coleraine, Massachusetts. If you have any questions or inquiries, please feel free to call the church at 413-624-8886. Hope to see you soon. God bless.